Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. My mission is simple, to make you money. I'm here to level the playing field for all investors. There's always a bull market somewhere, and I promise to help you find it. Mad Money starts now. Hey, I'm Kramer. Welcome to Mad Money. Welcome to Kramerica. I'd be wondering, friends, I'm just trying to make you some money because my job is not just to entertain, but to educate and teach you. So call me at 1-800-743-CBC or tweet me at Jim Kramer. Let's accept that right now there's a widespread belief that you can't get into this market without losing money, either because of the Delta variant or the Fed. Believe me, I get it. It's September. September tends to be an ugly time to own stocks. Even as today could have been a lot worse, frankly. Dow slipping 152 points, S&P declining 0.46%, Nasdaq edging down 0.25%. So how do you handle an increasingly gloomy market? I got a solution. You buy the stocks of companies to fit themes, broader themes, ones that you can always buy more if the stocks get clobbered. What kind of themes are rock solid enough to withstand the pressure of four straight days of losses? Themes that you want to buy, buy more of instead of kicking them out when you're down or kicking yourself. What's safe to buy through a dramatic decline in airline traffic, say down 17 percent in September? Or uh, how about a, it's, it's so far? Or how about this? How about a total train wreck when it comes to the rails? Such an important barometer of the economy. Well, how about these? First, cybersecurity. This is essential in a world where everything's increasingly networked and the bad guys just get smarter every day, don't they? That's why we're bringing on CrowdStrike tonight. It's a company that's almost unrivaled in this industry, except perhaps by the high-flying Palo Alto networks. Second, anything that makes you look or feel better during the pandemic. Hence why we bought on last night a Kramer fave signatures. What a stock. And why we're hearing from one of the great stories of our era later tonight. It's called Ulta Beauty, the company that democratized skincare and makeup and has a darn good app, by the way. Third, the digitization of everything, especially repetitive tasks, something that famed money manager Kathy Wood is particularly fond of, which is why we're speaking to a company that's in a 52-week low today. You're not buying at the top. UiPath. It's a great business with a stock that I just say is down on its luck. Finally, there's one of my magical favorite themes, financial empowerment by financial technology. Ah, oh, this is an irrepressible story. Whether we're talking about zero commission trading, artificial intelligence, power lending, let you escape from your credit score or shackles. There, there's one of the most revolutionary stories out there, though, a new implementation of an old idea, transparently. Companies that make it possible for you to buy things on an installment plan without runaway interest charges. Think of it as a way to cut out the credit card industry by lending directly to the consumer with no gigantic bankrupting interest charges. I'm talking about a company called Affirm 
Holdings, all right? The buy now, pay letter outfit that just inked a gigantic deal with Amazon and then reported a barn burner of a quarter just this night that has sent the stock skyrocketing after the close. So let's take a closer look with Max Levchin. Max is the CEO of a firm to get more insight into financial empowerment via financial technology. Mr. Levchin, welcome back to Mad Money. Mr. Levchin, congratulations and welcome back to Mad Money. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. So, Max, uh, I wanted to talk about Amazon, but you stunned me with these results. You're growing at 50 percent, and that's including a, a one time issue with a company. But more importantly, you are doing numbers that I expected you to make maybe two or three years from now with incredible revenue growth. Give me the secret sauce here about why people are using a firm so aggressively. So I think it's no, uh, no secret uh, and no surprise. Our partners, the merchants, pick us because we are a great technology company and have a great technology team. We've built truly a better product that serves consumers that helps them feel safe and responsible about money while helping them buy things they need today and pay for them uh, over time. So I think those partnerships are forged in our ability to serve our customers across different transaction sizes, across different durations. You know, we really do have a full set of offerings that have, you know, given us the right to win these amazing partners. And then consumers fundamentally pick us because we provide safety and control when you use a firm, you know you will never be charged a late fee. And that's a, something to, uh, to hang your head on. feels good to know that your financial partner isn't in the business of betting against you. And that's what, what gets us the consumer satisfaction we have. But Max, I, I look at Amazon, and I think one of the great technology companies on, on earth. I look at Walmart. They're at unlimited firepower. Same thing with Target. Shopify, an amazing company. Why can't these, other, these companies develop what a firm has? You know, I think uh, it's not for me to speculate why they can or cannot. I suspect they all can. They're, they're, they're great. And, you know, we're very proud to call them partners. We are very, very focused on building this. And we've been at it for a decade. We have a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge of how to do it right. It is not easy to do what we do. It's a technology puzzle to solve with a lot of very, very smart people. And plenty came before us and didn't succeed. So I think these companies look to us and say, hey, these guys figured it out. We should partner with the very best. Now, Amazon in particular, obviously, in the news, your stock went up big on that. Uh, can you give me a little behind the scenes of when you negotiate with maybe the greatest titan of all times? How can you not just say, you know what, I- I'll give this business away? How can you go toe to toe with Amazon? No, I think uh, probably uh, probably a conversation for, for a different time. Uh, I, you know, I think we, we are... The way we do our business, uh, not just with Amazon, but with every single one of our partners, we bring the same ethos to these conversations as we do with everything else, with our consumers, with our smaller partners. We're an open book. We tell you exactly what we can and cannot do. We tell you exactly what we feel good and bad about. We don't have secret revenue streams. We don't figure out ways to weave something in there later when people least expect it. There's no fine print. One of our core values as a company is no fine print. So every conversation we've ever had, We'd sit down and say, hey, here's how our business works. We think we can help less partner. And if it makes economic sense, if it really gives your customers what they need, the shoppers, Amazon is a customer-obsessed company, and so are we. Those are the best deals possible when you're completely transparent with your partners. And so those conversations typically go the same way. We, we win. 
All right. Now, younger people in particular come out of school with a lot of college debt. They want to buy things. They can't afford it, obviously. They take credit cards down. Suddenly they're paying 17 percent interest and late fees. Are you the antidote to a system that seems very broken to me? We are. (laughs) I do say so myself. Uh, I'm obviously a little biased, but, you know, you described uh, Max of uh, 30-ish years ago at this point, but... uh, that is the story of a young consumer. They come out and say, you know what? I suddenly need to buy things. And the only option is credit card. And I know I'm going to get into debt. I have no idea how this thing works. Late fees are going to eat me up and not sure when they're going to come at me. What we did is we unbundled, uncomplicated the whole thing and said, hey, every transaction, you can track it. You know exactly when you're done paying it off. No late fees, no gotchas, no deferred interest, no gimmicks. When you say it's zero, it's zero and so on. And it really does work, and it's a great antidote. And uh, you know, the reason this industry buy not pay later is exploding, it's not just because of us. It's because consumers are saying, hey, this is a better way. This, this really does work. Well, Max, but when I uh, got out of school, the credit card company said, look, how are we supposed to make a living? We have so many people with default. Of course we have to charge 17%. Here we go. 40 years later, they're still doing it. Why do they insist on charging 17 18 and telling you they can't make money because you made default? You know, I think uh, you may be giving them a lot of credit. I think that number sometimes starts with a two or starts with a two fairly often. Uh, you know, I think uh, probably a big part of what happens in a lot of the legacy financial service companies is they don't have the benefit of technology. If you are an affirm, you come with the problem at, like an engineer, which is you know, what I trained to do in college, what a lot of uh, affirmers are. We look at it and say, hey, what's the best thing for the end consumer? What can we do to make sure that they're protected, they feel safe, they feel that they're doing the right responsible thing for their money? And let's build it that way. Let's not start from the, what's my return on equity or return on assets? You know, those are important financial guardrails. But first things first, let's delight the customer. Let's make sure they feel safe and responsible. But there's a Reuters story came out that talks about a Credit Karma survey, Credit Karma owned by Intuit. So it's certainly not a joke survey saying that, uh, a third of U.S. users are falling behind on buy now, pay later. What is your experience in terms of customers falling behind? So you can actually see it in our numbers. Obviously, we're reporting this as a public company. Our delinquencies and defaults and there'll be sort of attendant performance metrics have held really strong, not just the last year, but the last many years. And uh, that is not an accident. It is because we are a very, very serious steward of capital and an exceptional underwriter. We take underwriting very seriously. We don't just issue credit where you know, we feel we can grow volume. We ask the question first and foremost, can this consumer pay us back for this transaction? And if the answer is uh, not really, then we can't support the transaction. It's really important to us. That is enshrined, if you will, through this idea of not charging late fees, if the consumer falls behind or goes delinquent, there is no more revenue in there for us. We will lose money, even if they just take a little extra time. And so the underwriting decisions we make have to be done just right, right. while enabling purchasing, while helping people buy the things they need. And so that balance that we struck in our core design is really, really important to us. And it's powerfully prevented us from overextending our consumers. And so I think... Uh, with all due respect, I'm, I'm not convinced that survey is as applicable to affirm-specific uh, consumers as, as they might be uh, elsewhere. Now, I look at these numbers tonight, which are extraordinary. I almost think that you have Amazon in it, but you don't. Uh, the projections for even if you just get, say, 3 to 4% of Amazon's prime business, what would they do to affirm's business? Uh, 
you know, I think uh, I am not in the business of speculating. We are a very serious company. We try to uh, meet, make promises we know we can meet. So uh, before, once I have enough data to forecast it, we'll obviously include it in our forecast and our guidance. Um, but for now, I would love to stay away from speculating. Well, uh, we're still testing. Okay. Uh, I like to stay with character. And I know you have it uh, through thick and thin. I want to congratulate you on truly an astounding quarter. But more importantly, on earning the trust of some of the greatest business people on earth. You deserve it. Max Levchin, founder, chairman, CEO of Affirm Holdings. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Don't miss my exclusive with the CEOs of UiPath, Ulta Beauty, and CrowdStrike coming up next. Don't miss a second of Mad Money. Follow at Jim Kramer on Twitter. Have a question? Tweet Kramer. Hashtag Mad Tweets. Send Jim an email to madmoney at CNBC.com or give us a call at 1 800 743 CNBC. Miss something? Head to madmoney.cnbc.com. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Click, click, click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash mad money just go to indeed.com slash mad money right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash mad money terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed like i said at the top of the show you need powerful long-term themes to navigate your way through the treacherous month of september Few themes are better than cybersecurity, especially now that millions of people have to keep working remotely. Which brings me to CrowdStrike, the cloud-based cybersecurity play that reported the latest, latest in a string of excellent beaten race quarters a week and a half ago. Yet, you know what, though? They had the misfortune of reporting the, right before the market turned ugly. So the stock has rolled over. It's down 8% from its all-time high at the end of August. I think this is exactly the kind of stock that's worth buying on the way down. Let's check in with George Kurtz. He's the co-founder and CEO of CrowdStrike. to get a better read on the quarter and the outlook going forward? Mr. Kurtz, welcome back to Mad Money. Always a pleasure, Jim, to be here. Thank you. All right, so, George, I, 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 I've got to tell you. Is there ever any end to the madness? I want to be in your business because it seems like no matter what, even day by day, there are more and more threats. Everyone needs to have a crowd strike. Well, that's the thing, Jim. We just put out a uh, recent report on uh, cybercrime activity and intrusions. And 
75% of all the, the attempted intrusions were from e-crime. The money is just too big, um, very little consequences. And as we've seen, there's massive impact to ransomware actually taking down companies and, and causing uh, critical failures in, in uh, these organizations. So um, the threat environment continues to get worse, and that's why CrowdStrike is there to help customers stop breaches. We love crypto on the show. The world loves crypto. But I started thinking when I listened to you that crypto may be the single worst enemy of corporations in terms of the ability of corporations to be able to pay it off in secret. It's not stopping, is it? It's not stopping, and it's interesting, and I've talked about this a few times. Uh, lots of organizations don't know how to buy crypto or don't have it. Um, we can debate whether they need to pay the ransom or not. That's for a separate discussion. But um, when we think about crypto, just buying it is hard. Then using it, then you get into potential issues uh, if it's a foreign country. So it's, it's really a, a big mess, and a lot of organizations, a lot of boards view this as one of the top one or two critical risk to any company right now. And I can tell you, I've done more board briefings in the last two months than I have in two years about this very subject. The colonial pipe seemed to really energize things. Is that because people recognize if they pay ransomware, they're doomed? If they don't pay ransomware, they're doomed? Well, the interesting thing about this, and we call it big game hunting, and that really is the e-crime actors targeting um, these companies. And once they get in, they, they're actually first stealing the data and they're putting the data away. And then they're encrypting all these systems. And then they'll basically say, you have to pay us to unencrypt your systems. If you try to restore from a backup, guess what? They'll actually move to extortion. We call that extortion where, where they'll dump the data online. So it's a bit of a Hobson's choice. Do you pay or not? Uh, even if you try to get your data back, they'll dump your data online and try to embarrass you. Someone robs a 7-Eleven tonight for 22 bucks. They get caught armed robbery, maybe they go to jail for a long time. Someone robs somebody for $22 million in uh, cyber. No one ever seems to be. I've never seen anybody jailed. What's going on? That's the thing with the Internet. Uh, when we think about these actors, whether it's nation state, whether it's e-crime, it's happening all over the globe, and it's very easy to get to any system, obviously, uh, on any network very, very quickly. Uh, the laws are different in each country. Some countries look the other way. And uh, there's really little that law enforcement can do when it's outside the U.S. And that's a bigger problem in terms of law enforcement and, and uh, you know, controlling how these organizations get paid and make money. Um, and that's a, that's a problem for some of the politicians to work through. And obviously, companies like CrowdStrike are trying to keep customers safe. Well, if it's politicians, then you have a lot of business. Uh, one of the things that uh, you have done since I've met you, and you did it again in this conference call, I think you almost pick on Microsoft. You talk about how basically Microsoft cybersecurity uh, has has shortcomings. But, but I've got to take George. You got McAfee out there. I mean, you've, you've got Symantec. I mean, aren't they the legacy systems that are the problem, not Microsoft? Well, I would classify them all as legacy systems uh, when you think about signature based technologies that uh, limit their ability to really prevent breaches. Um, it's a problem. And, I, and, you know, what I talked about in the conference call is uh, there's a lot of systemic vulnerabilities that we've seen windows being exploited um, that are that are critical. And a lot of the intrusions that we see aren't even using malware at this point. They're actually exploiting vulnerabilities, many of them in the Microsoft operating system, to get into or companies, organizations, and their computers, move laterally, steal data, encrypt data, and so on. So why doesn't Microsoft just get better? They've got unlimited firepower. Hey, look, Microsoft is, is a fine company. Uh, they're a big company, and they'll, they'll always be successful in my book. But I think our customers are looking for a very um, focused uh, effort 
in terms of working across multi-operating systems, Mac, Linux, things of that nature, and having a seamless uh, operation that um, just works, reduce costs, cuts complexity, and stops breaches. Why should I select CrowdStrike when I can do a seamless on-prem to cloud operation the way that Palo Alto Networks gives me? Well, I, I mean, I would say, can you buy the, the on-prem version of Salesforce? I mean, there's a difference between a cloud-native technology and one that works on-prem. We started our company as a cloud-native technology, just like Salesforce. We always talk about, talk about being the Salesforce of security. And that has a huge advantage. It's the power of the crowd, the, the crowd and CrowdStrike, the massive amount of data that we see, the telemetry, the ability to train our AI algorithms. Um, having an on-prem version is just not scalable and, and really... Uh, it hinders your ability to uh, advance the product and, and protect customers. So um, we like our model. It seems to seems to be working pretty well from what I've seen, and that's the that's the path forward that we're going to continue on. Some companies are considered to be pandemic companies. Some are pre-pandemic. Some are post-pandemic. Where does George Kurtz fit in in a world where maybe we're going to go back to work and work at home? Uh, we've got all the software we need now. We've got cybersecurity protection. Well, let's think about this. Do we really think that, that the, the bad guys are going to give up just because everyone's going back to work and the pandemic hopefully is winding down? We all hope that. Uh, the answer is no. Security has never been more critical. It doesn't matter whether you're at home, at work, work from anywhere. We think about the cloud opportunity and the large cloud providers. As people move their workloads from on-premise to in the cloud, massive opportunity, greenfield for us. And um, it's just a proliferation of these workloads that need to be protected. So for, from our standpoint, COVID um, obviously uh, was something that we had to get through, but the digital transformation that's happening along with security transformation is really a sustainable tailwind to CrowdStrike's business. Oh, and last question. You've mentioned many times companies. When I look at the landscape, uh, the weakest part of our whole, whole country, maybe the government, they're almost all on legacy systems. What can you do for the government? The great news is we have technology that helps stop breaches. And I think as the government looks to modernize their architecture and they're going down that path, then CrowdStrike would be a great fit. We've got success in areas of the government, both state, local and federal government, as well as governments around the world. And uh, we think we'll play a critical role in protecting these uh, these infrastructures uh, around the globe. All right. Excellent. You've been true to us the whole time you've been uh, since public. People have made a lot of money to continue to do so. I want to thank George Kurtz, co-founder, president, CEO of CrowdStrike. Always good to see you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, CrowdStrike's a winner. Palo Alto's a winner. You know this sector. You know this sector. It is maybe the greatest, sadly, growth story of our time. Mad Money's back in. Coming up is beauty in the eye of the shareholder. Kramer puts his best face forward with Ulta next. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. (laughs) That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. (laughs) I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. 
That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Two weeks ago, we got a jaw-dropping quarter from Ulta Beauty the fabulous cosmetics retailer. But after initially spiking 5%, then the stock finished the day down. And now you're getting those numbers, but in a way that I call for free. I think this is a terrific buying opportunity, but I don't want you to take it from me. Earlier today, we checked in with Dave Kimball, the new CEO of Ulta Beauty, long a Kramer fave, at his new store in Harold Square at the heart of Midtown Manhattan. Take a look. So tell us, Dave, where are we? Because it's so gorgeous. Well, first of all, welcome to Ulta Beauty, Jim. Really excited to have you. Here we are in one of our newest stores in Herald Square, New York, and we're just thrilled with what this store has delivered. What I see in this store is the best of Ulta Beauty, and it's what we try to deliver in all 1,300 stores that we have across the country every day. Our stores are bright, they're open, they're friendly, they're welcoming, they bring the best of beauty, and and they most importantly have a great team across the country that's delivering a great experience. Our focus is to allow our guests to come in and discover beauty on their own terms, to find uh, find their own possibilities that we know lie within all of them. That's our mission. It's what we do every day. And we think this store, uh, along with all of our stores, does a great job in delivering that. Well, the mission does jive with the performance. And I am uh, in awe of how this category and your business come back far stronger than expected. Well, we're really pleased and proud with uh, the results we've had so far the first half of this year. We've worked really hard. Uh, Obviously, the last 18 months have been very disruptive, but our team has been focused on making sure that we take care of our guests and take care of each other through all of this, and it's shown up in our results. Our second quarter results have have uh, you know, comp performance versus 2020 of 56%, but more importantly, versus 2019, up 13%. Uh, and I think it's evidence that the beauty category is coming back even stronger and faster than we thought. And we're leading that. And so we're, that's our focus, to continue to lead and drive the category forward. When I uh, listen to the conference call, you're talking about momentum building, even for makeup, which is a big category for you. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're really pleased with the performance across our total portfolio. It's one of the things we're really excited about is we're seeing strength across all aspects of our business. Skin care, hair care, fragrance, bath, double-digit comps versus 2019. But to your point, makeup's coming back. We didn't see a huge, uh, you know, sudden spike in makeup, but we're seeing steady improvement week over week on, on our makeup business. While it was down slightly versus 2019, the, the trends are encouraging, and we're really optimistic about the path ahead. There's some other things that you've discovered uh, during this pandemic period. One is one of the finest omni-channel uh, initiatives I've seen. And two, uh, wellness turns out to coordinate uh, well with beauty. So that's a secular trend. Absolutely. I mean, what, beauty has been a strong, dynamic, healthy category for a long time. It's one of the reasons I'm so excited about this business is we're in a great category. 
Uh, and it's long been emotionally connected to our guests. It's why we have the mission that we do. We believe that absolutely everybody is beautiful. Uh, we think our guests uh, don't come here to get beautiful. They come here because they already are. Uh, but what we saw through the pandemic is uh, a greater connection of beauty to self-care and wellness. And for us, that's really exciting. We see about two-thirds of our guests see this connection, see the importance in how they show up to the world around them and how they feel about themselves. And that's, that's really exciting for what we try to do every day. It's, a, it's exciting for our, our store teams who deliver that human experience. Uh, and we think it's a real positive sign for the category for the long term. Uh, we don't think that's going to change. Now, I know it's early to talk about your team and Target. But it's very clear that Brian Cornell, CEO of Target, is very excited about it. Can you tell us very, very few weeks but how it's been? Uh, our partnership with Target has been exceptional. We're really pl- proud to be partnering with them. And from the moment we started working, we purposefully came together to design something new to the world. This isn't just uh, we're taking Ulta and putting it in Target. We work together to create something that uh, has never been created before in the prestige uh, beauty space, a custom curated experience that's designed to deliver deliver for our brand partners that have have leaned in with us uh, to, to, to allow those brands to reach millions of new guests. Target has 30 million people that walk through their stores every single week. So it's a great opportunity for our brands to uh, to reach new guests. It's a great opportunity for Target to add to their wonderful experience. And we think it's great for Ulta. What we found so often is anytime we add a new experience for our guests, anytime we make it easier for, for our guests to engage in Ulta Beauty, uh, they they show us more loyalty. They, they engage in multiple aspects of our business. Ultimately, we get a greater wallet. So we're confident that's what's happening at Ulta. And while we're just a few weeks into it, we're really encouraged by the results so far. One thing, uh, you're modest. I mean, you're always modest, but I think it's important to point out because you talk about community, you talk about team. A 15% pledge that to me says, you know what? It's not just in name and it's not for show. Tell us about it. Absolutely. Well, Ulta has long valued diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's been an important part of who we are. It's an important part of the beauty category. Again, we we so firmly believe that uh, everybody is beautiful, and it's important that we deliver such a great experience for every single guest uh, that walks in our store. But I, like so many other people, I think saw the events of 2020 as as an important time for us to step up and do even more, and it's what we've been committed to at at Ulta Beauty. And so we've made even some new commitments. You mentioned the 15% pledge. We're on pace this year to double the number of black-owned brands that we have in our assortment, Uh, and we're really excited. Just great brands and businesses, brands like Pattern, Briogeo, Juvia's Place, Shea Moisture has been with us for a long time, so a number of great brands that are black-owned, black-founded, black-led that we think uh, it's a great opportunity for us uh, to give a platform, but importantly for us to excite our guests. They're doing great, and our guests uh, are really encouraged by it. At the same time, we're, we're, we're using our platform to elevate black voices. We have a new program. We're spending $20 million to, uh, to tell the connection and, and amplify uh, the importance and the power that black beauty has always had in the total beauty landscape. So we're committed to it. Uh, we know we're proud of what we've accomplished, but we know we have a lot more to do. And, and I know personally I'm, I'm leading this effort for our our organization, and uh, we're going to continue to make an important impact. That's why I hope others follow. You're a great leader. We are uh, gripped by a couple of trends in this country that are hurting business. Uh, One, supply chain. Two, supply chain ready for the holiday. You have 34 million people who are members of your loyalty program. Uh, Will you be ready for them? 
We are going to be ready. We're ready every day. Our teams do an awesome job across the organization. Our supply chain, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's been a long time since it's been this disrupted for supply chain. But with partnership with our brands, we're working hard to make sure that we're delivering for our guests. I think you look around this store uh, and our guests, uh, you know, they get, they're excited. And, and while, you know, we have to adjust and adapt, that's one thing certainly all of us have had to lean into is being flexible. Uh, our focus is making sure that we're delivering for our guests. I, I will say our partnership with our brands has never been stronger, and they really uh, work with us to lean in to make sure we've got the product when and where we need it. And, and we've, I think our second quarter results demonstrate we've been able to manage through this disruption. For holiday, uh, we think it's going to be a great holiday. Yes, there's some ups and downs. There's certainly uncertainty as we look out over the second half of the year. Uh, but we, we believe all of our research, all of our connection with our over 34 million uh, members suggest that they're ready for a great holiday. They're ready, ready to celebrate, to get with friends and family. And, uh, and Ulta Beauty is, has always been uh, you know, here to help them uh, take care of that. So we're going to be ready. We're leaning in with our partners and make sure that we've got uh, everything available to them that uh, they're going to need. Well, it's obvious to us when we see uh, such fine companies, obviously, as Estee Lauder featured uh, yeah. behind you and yeah. Chanel. These are, I saw some Dolce & Gabbana, Kiehl's. These are incredible partners. Now, uh, one thing that I am concerned about, because you mentioned it on the conference call, is uh, what's going to happen with Delta. The testers are back. Yes. But do we have to mask present an opportunity for you because obviously you've got to clean. Right. But also, you can't put Delta in a box yet, can you? No, it's uh, like, like I said, we certainly have uh, gotten used to being really adaptable and flexible through all of this. And I just am so appreciative of our teams across all aspects of the organization that have uh, adapted to make sure, in particular our store teams who are at the front line of delivering this experience every day. And so, yes, we're watching it closely. We uh, you know, have been uh, optimistic at the beginning of the summer, and now we're, we're seeing some disruption. But I'll tell you, what we're seeing right now is, uh, while we've gone back to more masking and there's uh, a little more anxiety in the world around us, uh, our guests still love beauty, and they're, they're engaging it both in-store and online, taking advantage of all of our digital tools, taking advantage of new capabilities that we've stood up, like buy-in-line, pick-up-in-store, and curbside. So we'll, we'll, we'll be able to, to manage through uh, any more disruption that's ahead of us. Uh, there's, there is uncertainty, but I know we're prepared and we're ready to go get it. Well, you're a great channel for the $34 million and all the other people who come in, and, of course, the people who use the app, which I think is extraordinary. I want to thank Dave Kimball. Ulta CEO, thank you for having us to your store. Thank you for introducing us to your teams. Great to see you. Thank you very much, Jim. Even when you get a great IPO, it can be a good idea to wait several months for the lockup on insider selling to expire, something that can cause huge declines. Take UiPath, the business process automation software play, beloved by Kathy Wood and her team at ARK Invest. When I highlighted this one one month ago, I told you to wait for the lockup expiration because then you're likely to get better prices. At the time, the stock was at 62. First tranche of that lockup expired today. Stock has been hammered in anticipation. Even though UiPath reported a very good quarter on Tuesday with annual recurring revenue up 60%, even a surprise profit, the stock actually tumbled 10% yesterday in response, all because people were worried about a potential wave of insider selling. You know what? I think this could be the beginning of a real buying opportunity. Stocks all the way back to where it started. Do not take it from me. Let's dig deeper with Daniel Dines. He's the co-founder, chairman, and CEO of UiPath. Learn more about the quarter and what's next. Mr. Dines, welcome to Mad Money. 
Hey, Jim, thank you so much for having me. Of course, Del Sir, you know we did kind of a UI Path 101 not that long ago, talking about the greatness of what you are offering. But you know what? For those who didn't watch that, and because you offer an attractive value proposition that can't be seen by most of our viewers, could you explain why UI Path is so important in today's work world? Jim, we are building a generational company that changes the real way in people deliver work. We are an end-to-end automation company that was built from ground up to emulate real human users. So we can go after all manual repetitive tasks out there. We've done quite a lot of work during the pandemic to just put the things in perspective. We worked with hospital to help nurses with the paperwork, and that helped at the tune of three hours a day per nurse. So this is the type of technology that reaps the highest return on investment across the entire technology sector. Now, I checked in with Chipotle before I decided to speak to you tonight. Chipotle said that your automation software is cutting edge and does great things for them. But I want but suggest I leave it to you to tell us what you do for Chipotle specifically. Of course, Chipotle is really a great customer of us. They sign up directly to our cloud offering. They aim to be a cloud-first type of company, and they have great ambitions in becoming an intelligent restaurant type of company. So they work with us a lot in automating finance, back office tasks, and the key word was scalability. They were able to really scale with us. Now, I know that you say... Hello, your UiPath. We make software robots so people don't have to be robots. Uh, Microsoft is on today. They are talking about doing the exact same thing as part of a Windows bundle, soft motive. What makes me think that I need UiPath if I can go to Microsoft and get a part of the bundle? We have built this platform for emulating people. Microsoft built their platform for creating new type of application. It's a really different fundamental approach. Building emulation software is very difficult, Jim, as you can see in building self-driving cars. This is our bread and butter. And we are years ahead of any of our competitors in building reliable, sophisticated emulation software. Now, I always like to figure out what is the key metric so that we can match what you say versus what we should be looking for. Uh, Should we be focusing on uh, recurring revenue? Of course, we drive our entire business to ARR. This is how we comp our uh, salespeople. This is how we comp the entire company. This is really a great measure of our business. Now, uh, a lot of people say that you uh, are terrific, not just for the uh, company itself, the enterprise, but for the end user. I think the best example might be what you've done for a real favorite of ours, Shopify. Maybe that will elucidate the UI path, uh, uh, let's say, way for people to get familiar with your company and might buy some stock because it's pretty low right now. Well, I believe uh, our stock, it's a pretty good buy right now. Okay. And we aim to go and uh, help all sorts of users, not only big and uh, large enterprises to use our software. But we are evolving our platform to be used by really everyone. We believe that we will be able to help our customers to leave no manual work 
you know, that type of work should be dedicated to robots, not to the human users. Well, if, if that's the case, uh, then I imagine that this may be the first of many quarters that are profitable. Or is that a bit of an anomaly? Because we like growth, 60 percent growth, pretty darn good. But if you're able to demonstrate growth and profitability, that's something that our viewers really love. This is how we drive this company for the long term. We believe really in durable growth while being uh, free cash flow neutral, let's say. We carefully invest in our growth. Growth is the marching order in this company, but I'm a scrappy guy. And I really believe that being in the control of your own destiny and being able to create a hyper growth company is really where the rubber meets the road. Well, that's a good point to end because that's exactly what we feel on Mad Money. I want to thank Daniel Dines, co-founder, chairman, CEO of UiPath for being on the show. Sir, it's great to meet you. Thank you so much, Jim. Right. One of the great investors of our time, Kathy Wood. She buys this stock pretty much every day. Take a hard look because it is at its 52-week low. Mad Money's back in for the break. Stick around. May I make a suggestion? I would stay with him. The lightning round is coming up next. And then the lightning round is over. Are you ready? Ski daddy. It's time for the lightning round. I'm going to start with Clark in Florida. Clark. Hey, Jim. Welcome back. Oh, man. Hey, listen, be back, Clark. I, uh, I own quite a few shares of Insego, INSG, and I was just wondering if I should buy more at this level or hold or uh, I am, I've had them on. I am not happy with the way the stock acts. I am beginning to believe that this stock down 45% deserves to be down 45% until they pull the rabbit out of the hat. And they haven't been able to do that. John in California. John. Booyah, Jim. How you doing? God bless you, your family, colleagues, Carl and David. You are so nice. Oh, man, do I love my partners. What's happened? I've got a thought for you, and I know you love it, but it's been running up, but it's just had a slight pullback. It's Biohaven. All right, and so Biohaven is still- instrumental. In, now they're up against AbV. That stock, AbV, is not doing that well, down a quick 13 points. Biohaven does have Nurtec. I just got my prescription refilled tonight. Why? Because that thing cured my, well, it knocked out my migraine. In 17 minutes when I was in Milan, I woke up groggy. I woke up angry. My wife was sick of me. Boom, Nurtec. She's happy. All right, let's go to Cannon. Doesn't take much. Cannon, Florida, can. Booyah, Jim. Booyah, Ken. And thanks for all the hard work you do for us busy home gamers. Well, you know what? I have a team of people whom I actually sincerely love. I can't believe it because I'm the sincerely and sincere man in North America. But I appreciate that. What's going on? Well, long-term, long-time listener, third-time caller. Okay. And with the, with the raging Delta variant, do you think that an under-the-radar funeral stock might be buried treasure that could cause it to Powell up from a value stock to a hopefully transitory growth stock, particularly with the board of the misguided board of anti-vaxxers. Well, look, an anti-vaxxer is responsible for 99% of the hospitalizations. I don't know why anyone still wants to be anti-vax. But the, fourth, the reason is, is that obviously we have ways to now make it so that you don't, it's not as life-threatening. Not that that's a reason to say, you know what, I really want a non-life-threatening flu. Wow, that's a great idea. But no, I'm going to say no, it's not. Uh, there won't be a spike this year like there was last year. Let's go to Ryan in New York. Ryan. 
Booyah, Jim. Booyah, Ryan. I am the first-time caller and young investor from New York. My stock has been down about 28% over the past year. I recently started a position, and at these levels, I think my stock is very undervalued. Jim, I just wanted to know your opinion on Vertex Pharmaceuticals, ticker VR. I am astonished at how much Vertex has fallen given their CF franchise. I have to tell you, I cannot count it selling down here. It's just too good a company. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the conclusion of the Lightning Round. The Lightning Round is sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, hot, hot, Ike. Make sense of the day's most critical market machinations in no time flat. Stick with Kramer for a special no huddle next. divided companies into two baskets, the COVID winners and the COVID losers. Last year was a surefire way to make money. Companies like Zoom, uh, Clorox, they were seeing fabulous pandemic-boosted growth. However, those days, they're long gone. Now we have a new standard. Is the company currently doing better than it did not in 2020? Almost everybody's doing better in 2020. But in 2019, yeah, that halcyon time when we had a great economy and no virus. Turns out the 2019 test is a pretty exacting standard. Consider the aforementioned Zoom video, a company that has totally transformed the way millions do their jobs. Its growth is still good, but it's not great. In retrospect, this truly was a pandemic stock. Are Zoom's best days behind it? Not at all. The company's got a bright future. I do like the stock here. That said, it's still expensive, even after its brutal 17% decline last week when management talked about decelerating growth. How about Clorox? Oh, wow, this is stock that's fallen from $240 at its highs last summer to $169 today. That decline tells the tale of stall growth and a meager 2.75% dividend yield, not enough to protect shareholders. Like Zoom, Clorox has been hammered because reigniting its growth rate might require acquisitions. That's very hard to pull off, at least organically. Now, though, we're starting to see the birth of companies that caught fire during the pandemic and are now burning even stronger, much stronger than even 2019. Now, last time we spoke to Signet Jewelers, their sales and earnings have exploded versus two years ago. Chipotle's easily crushing 2019 because they've digitized their throughput and delivery operations. DoorDash has been able to keep putting up impressive numbers, even when it looked like the pandemic was waning in the spring as online ordering has become a staple. Williams-Sonoma is printing astounding quarters as millions seem to have discovered the company for the first time because of COVID spurred working at home. But it's RH that's the star of that show. Yeah, RH, the retail artist formerly known as Restoration Harbor, is pulverizing its 2019 numbers with its luxury prices for luxury goods. RH is not just a chain of stores or even galleries. It's a destination, especially when it opens its new 73-acre estate in Britain. I can't wait to go. AMC just experienced a weekend that exceeded its 2019 comparison, even with the Delta variant spreading like wildfire. I'm not necessarily recommending you buy the stock up here. It's too rich, high debt load, challenged business. But who could have ever imagined that AMC would best its 2019 numbers right now? Contrast that with the airlines and another travel and leisure business where the numbers are cratering. Neither business nor pleasure travelers have returned in abundance. And thanks to Zoom, business travel itself might be a thing of the past. Delta's not helping the leisure traveler. DocuSign has changed the way people think about closing deals. 
Time spent on something like a house closing has now been cut down almost to zero. We aren't going back to the old way where you had to make a whole production out of signing a bunch of documents in person. As amazing as all these stories are, you know what? I think we have found the winner and new champion when it comes to crushing 2019's numbers. Yeah, I'm talking about Lululemon. Last night, Lulu reported magnificent quarter sales up 64% for 2019, expanding gross margin, impressive market share capture. They call that the T-A-M, and they're just killing it. Management says they're in the early innings of growth here. Even though Lulu's too old to be considered a wonderkin, call me a believer. And clearly, I'm not alone because the stock shot up $40 or more than 10% today. One time, one day, on a new all-time high after that amazing set of data. Listen, it's got two major things going for it right now. First, their total addressable market, as I mentioned, has expanded. And we began to work at home and then, in some cases, return to the office. It works at either place. They make comfortable fashion-forward clothes that can be worn in both environments. Second, the short sellers mistakenly thought that Lulu's growth would fall off when people returned to the office. But it turns out they're trickling back to the office in their Lulu clothes. And that caused a short squeeze of tremendous proportions. I don't think it's over. So when we look at companies, particularly growth companies in tech and retail, remember the real test is not how they were doing versus last year. It's how they're doing versus 2019. I like to say there's always a bull market somewhere, and I promise you I'll find it just for you right here on Mad Money. I'm Jim Cramer. See you tomorrow. The news with Shepard Smith starts now. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.